Tune in to Refresh Radio with Regina Johnson. Who is Regina Johnson? Regina Johnson. Author, pastor, motivational speaker, and life coach. Regina is inspirational, motivating others to live out their purpose. Regina is passionate, tenacious, and relentless about helping others fulfill their destiny. Her goal is to bring a refreshing to someone's life. Join us every Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Dial in to share your heart with Regina at 657-383-0309. That's 657-383-0309. And remember that Regina says... We all know you really haven't failed until you stop trying. I want to be to people what others have been to me. And so that's, that's really the purpose of Refresh. It's the end of the day for people to feel refreshed. So call in at 657-383-0309. That's 657-383-0309. You'll be blessed by her wisdom, strategies, and encouragement. That's Refresh Radio with Regina Johnson on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Hey guys, this is Regina Johnson. And you are listening to Refresh. I want to welcome you guys to the show today. It is going to be fun. Uh, we're talking about never giving up on ourselves. Uh, and uh, that's a place really that I can interject <laughs> quite well. Um, I've had to press through some places just as many of you have. Uh, but before we get into the show, I want to give a quick shout out uh, to my girl, Princess Cooper. Uh, man, thank you so much for the opportunity. Uh, and always just being one of uh, my biggest supporters, uh, as well as Renee. I haven't given Renee a shout out in a long time, but I wouldn't be on the air if it wasn't for Renee and Princess. So thank you guys so much. Uh, Also, I want you guys to be sure and tune in at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, The next few weeks will be incredible. I have some great shows that are coming up, and I don't want you guys to miss it. The ones where I get a chance to kind of just hang out with you guys alone are kind of difficult for me, but um, I love them. It's uh, when I can really bear my heart, and and that's what today's show is about. Um, So thank you guys for tuning in. If you have someone uh, that really needs to listen in today and really be encouraged on not giving up on yourself, uh, be sure and and grab a hold of them. Give them a call or, or have them to you know, come into the room or wherever they are uh, so that they can share an experience uh, with you. Today, uh, I believe that it was uh, truly at the risk of sounding um, hyper-spiritual, um, but I do believe in God, and uh, I'm solid there, and I know that he speaks to me and speaks to my heart, and I don't mean in some kind of weird, creepy, ooey-ooey kind of way. Um, but I have a relationship with him. And when you have a relationship with him, he talks to you. As a matter of fact, I'm just going to just dive out there on a limb. If you don't have a relationship with God, and I'm talking about um, Jehovah God through Christ Jesus, I cannot tell you what it's like to serve another God, but I can tell you that serving Jesus is a blessing to my life. 
I don't even think I would have survived many things uh, that I've endured if I could not lean into the winds of my relationship with him. The the show topic about uh, never giving up on you, uh, I actually am coming from a reflection of a story that was in the Bible that talked about a man who was an invalid, and I want to say for 36, 38 years. We can just safely say for a long time. And he could not move himself. So literally someone would bring him and place him there. And the reason why they would bring him to this pool, which was the pool of Bethesda, was because it was believed that at certain times of the year, an angel would come and stir the waters. And when the waters would be stirred, the first person that could get into the waters would be healed. I love this story because he becomes a candidate for change in his life and had no clue that it was about to happen. It had nothing to do with him and everything to do with timing, and it had everything to do with God. Or maybe I should flip that around. It had everything to do with God and then timing. The word of God says that he was at the pool every day. It happened that this day when he was at the pool, Jesus came by. Let me tell you something. If you're in a stuck place, there's no better person being to come by your situation than Jesus. And I love the fact that this is kind of lining up with um, Easter, uh, Resurrection Sunday. That's what I'll say, Resurrection Sunday. Uh, These are exciting times for those of us who believe in the resurrection. Uh, Talking about power, we're talking about our Messiah, the one who gave his life for us. The process of all of that is starting in this hour if we reflect back to when he actually died. So as we enter in or get close to Resurrection Sunday, there's an excitement for those of us who know that when we are in places like this man, And because we were spiritually, the word says that we were all doomed to death, sentenced because of one man's sin. But one man is able to deliver us all out of it. So anyway, going back, I digress. (laughs) It says that this man, he would be found there at the pool. But this day, Jesus came through. Well, when I'm sharing with you about not giving up on you, I want to. I really want to talk to you about four different places where we get stuck. And I want to talk to you right now about stuck in time. Whenever you haven't seen a change come to your life and you've been in a place for a long time, we have a tendency to get stuck and our mindset begins to change. We began to operate in a place called routine. Uh, you have someone, like it says in the story, it says he was brought there daily. So it was almost like his job, just a part of his life. When the thing that you're looking for, when it doesn't come about quickly, we have this rote type behavior that just kind of kicks in. It's like going to a job that you're not happy with. It pays not what you're satisfied with getting, but because you are stuck, you've become comfortable in that place, you just show up every day. Don't challenge yourself. You're not looking for a promotion. You, you, you know, you're not thinking about doing, making any changes so that you can elevate. You're just doing it. 
Well, we get like that in places, in our own lives. And in those places, we can honestly say, even though we don't verbalize it with our mouths, our actions showing that really we are headed if we're not there. And I would just go ahead and say we're there at a place where we have honestly given up on whatever that is that we are believing for. Time is something that really deals with the mind of man. I remember when I was, when we're younger, you know, it's like you can't wait, uh, my goodness, to be 12 because then you're like almost a preteen and at time and it's, and then it's just clicking, just clicking. And, and then you're at 15 and you can't wait until you're 16 time, just, just clicking by. And then, and those are fun times when it's passing because like, you can't wait to get to those. I can't wait to be 12. I have a 14 year old who couldn't wait to be 12 so that she could be 13 and be officially a teenager. So now she's 14 and can't wait to get to be 16. Uh, and you know, those are times that pass by and you're excited about it. 15 from 15 to 16 then you go from 16 you can't wait till you're like 17 and here in the state of Texas I mean you're like legally an adult you can't do anything but you know you're you're an adult and uh, you know we're telling everybody and we're proud of that and we have now passed our our, our uh, test you know for driver's ed and I have like my little license and that says I can't do anything you know but I got it <laughs> You know, I, I have it. And so I'm showing everyone. I got a picture from DBS. And uh, and so then from there, I'm 18. And if I thought I was an adult at 17, I mean, it fully kicks in. That's the time when parents are about to go crazy and pull every hair out of their head. But at 18 years old, if you haven't graduated at 17, you're, you're preparing to graduate from high school. And so time is good, but still time is on your side. And so you're excited at 18 because now you're chomping at the bit because you're going to be 21. But it's something about when you hit 21. It's like life accelerates. It like it starts going fast. And the next thing you know, you look around and you're 25 and you look around and then you're 30. And if you're not on your game, time is flying by and you're not accomplishing anything. And as it flies by, time becomes instead of your friend, it is your enemy. And the harder you try to catch up and the more you try to press in, it seems like you lose time. You look around and you're making all these promises. You're saying, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go back to college if you didn't go and graduate. Or, or, I'm, or if, oh, God forbid, if you're not married and you're female and you're about to turn 30 or, or 40, it's like, you know, the world is about to end. And if you're a Christian, you know, you have like that sweet kind of faith. I'm trusting God, even though I'm 99, I'm believing God to bring my spouse. You know what I'm saying? And so you go through all those emotional places in time. And so time becomes your enemy because the clock now is ticking. Where before it was just a game, I'm pushing to 12, I'm pushing to 13, I'm pushing to 16, I'm, I can't wait to get 18, I'm finally 21. But if you have not accomplished that thing that you were hoping to accomplish while time is clicking, again, it becomes your enemy. In this case, with the man at the pool of Bethesda, I'm sure the first year he was determined that I'm going to be the one to get in the pool. I'm, I'm going to get my break. I'm going to go from being a paralytic to up walking. I'm sure he had visions and dreams about running and, and, you know, he's going to do all the things that he could not do because I'm believing that this man had to have been paralyzed for all of his life, life up to that point. 
And so, uh, you know, year one, yeah, there's still hope. Two, I'm still excited. Three, I'm motivated. Five, I'm, I'm okay. I'm feeling a little something right now. <laughs> I, a few people, five people, you know, if it happened like it says in the Bible, five people now I've witnessed jump in the pool and I'm still over here sitting, but that's okay. It's all good. But by the time you hit 10 years, you kind of like going, okay, maybe this thing is not going to work out. But when you hit 20 and it still hadn't happened, now you've come in. Can't you see it? Time is your enemy, but he's also your friend. You're showing up and, you know, oh, 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 Joe over here who who never made it into the pool. You guys just kind of show up at the pool together. Hey, how's it going today? Uh, you know, we're going to hope that angel shows up today. And we're talking about the weather. And we're talking about, have you heard that Jesus was in town? And, you know, all these things. We are getting acquainted with other people who are stuck in time, in time. Not realizing that because I'm stuck in time, I have now made this process a place of me giving up on what I believe and I've readjusted my thoughts about showing up in this place instead of so desperately wanting to get in. And it's so funny because you don't realize when you're there long enough, there's something about you that gets comfortable, but you become quickly saddened when the next person jumps in the water. Can't you picture that? The next person gets into the water. The angel is stirred the water. They are made whole. And instantly you're reminded why you're at the pool. And you're grieved. And if you're not careful, you'll give up. Because time has not been your friend. Hey, look, guys, I got to take a quick break. But I'll be back in a moment. You've been listening to Refresh. I'm Regina Johnson, your host. Back in a moment. She has captivated many. She has allowed herself to be used by God as an example of what a relationship with God really looks like. And now, Regina Johnson Ministries proudly presents Unstoppable You, the brand new book by Pastor Regina Johnson. Order yours today. To order Unstoppable You by Pastor Regina Johnson, please go to unstoppable.kickoffpages.com. Spreading the word of the Lord through music ministry on Gospel 107. We're live on NHISG 101.1 every Sunday. Gospel music from legends Lee Williams, Rance Allen, and Shirley Caesar. Join us for Sunday service delivered by Pastor Regina Johnson, Pastor Russell Moore, and Pastor Johnny Ray Noble. Bible study with Pastor Aaron B. Williams. And Christian Talk Radio with Pastor Annetta Watson, Pastor Annie Sally. Pastor Warren Sally and Benita Coney. Gospel 107, every Sunday on Never Had It So Good, 101.1. Never Had It So Good, 101.1 is proud to have talk radio on their platform, like Pastor Regina Johnson, Refresh Radio, James Deshay, Thoughts, Love, and Reflections, Daquan King, Revive Radio, Warren Sally with Man Cave Radio, Sky Wonders with Unmuted, Your Voice Matters, 
Wake Up Call Radio with Pastors Warren and Annie Sally. Peace Within Radio with Henry Washington. The Bible has the answers with Pastor Aaron B. Williams. Dig Radio with Pastor Annette Watson. Crazy Sports Mom with Doretha Anderson. Been there, done that with Cindy Smith. Pave your way to success with Rudy and Michelle Govan. Spiritually reincarnated with Gilbert Sines. In times like these with Benita Coney. Sports Talk Atlanta with Matt D and Travis McGee. Sports Talk Carolina with Andre White and Nick Emerson. Sports Talk Money Podcast with Elliot Johnson. Power 803 with Reverend John Robinson. Totally Healed Radio with Angel Anderson. Bless This House Gospel House with Bishop Timothy Henderson. And It's a Way Out and a Way to Stay Out with Marlon Reed. I'm talking about absolutely the best talk show host in the country right here on Never Had It So Good 101.1, the world's radio station. Hey guys, this is Regina and you're listening to Refresh. If you're just tuning in, we are in the middle of talking about never giving up on you. In the first segment, I'm discussing about how we can get stuck in time. I'm referencing about a man in the Bible that was laying at the pool of Bethesda. His friends would carry him there, but he wasn't there alone. There were hundreds of sick people that hung out at this pool. Um, They believed that there were an angel would show up and it would stir the waters. And the first person that was into the pool, uh, they would be healed. Before the break, I was discussing how time, how we get stuck in time if we're not careful. And it can be a facilitator of us giving up on us. I was talking about this man who would be uh, brought to the pool just as many other people and how we become comfortable in a state when it lasts too long. I was sharing with them that, uh, you know, the early years, like, we're okay. You know, when you're, like, flying by, you know, age 12 and can't, you know, you're a tween. You know, I didn't even know that was a word when I was growing up. You know, you're a tween now uh, when you're at 12. You're between, you know, a kid and a teenager. And, uh, you know, and so you're just ready. You can't wait to turn 13 to be legally or officially, not legally, officially teenager. And how time, we just push time, push time from, you know, 13 to we can't wait to get 16, 18, 21. And then I was sharing with them how time begins to fly. It says that this man that would come and would be laid at the pool of Bethesda, it says that time had flown by. He had been there for many years. Uh, I'll risk it, you know, 36, 39 years. That's a long time to be in your situation waiting and hoping for change, but never your turn, never you to experience that change. And so I was sharing with them that, you know what, we become comfortable. We began to make friends who are also stuck in time with us. Let me give you an example of stuck in time. We all know these people that tell these stories. You know, it's like the guy who's stuck. He was like the great quarterback or he was the great, you know, running back, played football, a great baseball player in high school. He's 60 years old. Telling that, still telling that story. Every time you run into him, he's telling this story because since that time to now, 
Nothing else has really happened in his life. Nothing of what he would consider a valuable moment in time has happened for him. Goals and dreams have been missed while he was sitting at his proverbial poolside. And others, he watched them go on, but he can reflect back to the time when he did, you know, X, Y, and Z. When he knocked the, you know, hit that home run or ran that running yard or, you know, whatever, one that, you know, scored that winning basket. And they literally stay stuck. What I was sharing was that if we're not careful, we'll become comfortable stuck in time. Stuck in time is a form of us giving up on us. When we are, when we become comfortable because transition has not happened. This man, I believe, was becoming comfortable. He was so comfortable that when Jesus came by, he gave this story, you know, he says, uh, and, and I'm just paraphrasing. He, he said, if you want to read it, let me just kind of go back. If you want to read it, it is in John, um, the fifth, and it starts in the fifth chapter. Read the whole, the whole thing. You, you'll be so blessed. And so, um, so anyway, when Jesus came by, he asked him, you know, like, you know, basically what's going on? And he said, you know, I'm, I'm here at the pool and, and I don't have anybody to put me in. And every time I get ready to get in, someone else jumps in ahead of me. Stuck. He was stuck. We become comfortable in those places where we are stuck. And actually, sometimes we become offended when people talk to us. Or they say, well, what are you doing? Why, why are you doing this? Because in the person that is viewing us, they see it's easy to accomplish. But because we're stuck and been in that place so long, we can't see how we can graduate from that place to the next. I love it because when the Savior comes by, he's like going, you know, what you want? What do you, what do you want? Do you, do you want to get in the pool? Is that the goal? Or do you want to be made whole? Time has a way of being an enemy. Time collects victims, and victims of time become friends. I want to encourage you today that if you are stuck in time, and I'll give you an example of being stuck in time, if you and your girlfriends are still telling the same old stories that you've been telling over the past 10 years, you're stuck. If your husband or your family member or some guy that you know He's still telling that same old football story. He might be stuck in time. And if you recognize that, you know, I might be stuck in time. And another thing that shows stuck in time for women, you can really tell when we're stuck in time. Like our makeup will not change and we will wear the same hairdo for like more than 20 years. <laughs> A reducer of our show is like laughing like 20 years. No, <laughs> longer, longer. I remember when I was little, I had this teacher who wore this like little updo thing in the front of her head. And when I looked at a picture when she was young, like in her 20s, she had the same little swoop working there. Now, I'm going to tell you what, I might be stuck in time, so somebody might need to help me because I've been wearing bangs like for all my life. But, uh, you know, I'm going to have to go down, but I might change the color up. So if you see me slipping, I want you to inject in my life to help me to to graduate to a new style. I'm thinking about going short, but anyway, I digress. Let's go back here. But you might get stuck in time, and time, if you don't use it effectively, it will become your enemy. And then you'll become friends with other people that are stuck in time, just so that you aren't uncomfortable. When I tell the story about the man of Bethesda, 
And, and this is just my take on it because this is what happens. You know, you're all hanging around and you're all talking to each other, everybody that's stuck. And you don't realize that you're stuck until the waters are troubled and that person gets up. Stuck in time. Stuck in time is a form of you giving up on you. And I just want to kind of throw that out there. It's easy for other people to give up on us. And we can recover from that. But when you give up on you, when you give up on your dreams, when you give up on your vision, truly, girlfriend, my brother, you are stuck. In life, you need to learn how to be your biggest cheerleader. Let the world say you're crazy and you've lost your mind and and all the stuff that you're believing for is just a bunch of tomfoolery. But it is not. It's not. It is imperative that we learn how to be our own advocates, that we learn how to strain to see the picture that God gave us in our minds of ourselves in a certain place until we reach it. If you're waiting on someone to put you in your proverbial pool, you might just need a touch, a touch from God. See, I love this part because, I mean, I don't want to wrap the story up too fast because I have other points that I want to make. But just for the sake of making a point right now, Jesus asked him basically, what do you want? And Do you want to be made whole? He's like, yeah, I do. And he's like, well, just get up. Well, because he's stuck in time, he's been waiting on things to play out a certain way. Getting up is not an option. If I could have just gotten up, I would have gotten up a long time ago. But what he didn't understand is there was a moment in time that he'd been waiting on and it was happening. And because it didn't happen the way that he had thought, nobody's going to dunk me in the pool. Nobody, I don't see any angels. The water's not bubbling. My breakthrough can't be coming. Let me tell you something. When you don't give up on you, you can see opportunity coming. Something inside of him, when he was asked the question, what do you want? And I love it. I love it because, you know what, as a young Christian, my God, I'm a firm believer that, you know, laying on hands, don't get within 30 feet of me if you believe in to be healed. Because I promise you, if I got some oil, I'm about to hit you with it. And we're going to stand in faith to believe God to deliver. Literally, I am I am her. I won't catch you in the grocery store or anything, but I'm telling you, church. I'm that pastor because I've watched God heal. I've, I've watched God deliver people. I've, I've, I've had my own body healed numerous times. I am here on air because God is holding me in a pattern of healing. And so, I, you know, you should be able to, that man should have been able to detect that, you know what, if, if this man is asking me what do I want, There's a possibility he has what I need, but because I'm locked in time and I'm fixed on how it can come about, like it only can come about this way, that it doesn't even cross his mind that he just might be standing in position or sitting in position in that time where his life could be changed. The very thing that he was dreaming for, that he was hoping for, it's about to happen. Stuck in time. Are you stuck? In time, let me just let me just ask you that: Have your opportunities come by and you missed it because you were stuck in time? I mean, you know, are are you the one that's stuck? Just just it can be it can happen only this way. It can't come about any other way. Let me tell you something: You add the Lord to your life. You just kind of have to lean back. You ask Him for it, and then you trust and watch and bring about it. Bring about what you're asking for. How He sees. Fit. And I tell you, every time it'll blow your mind. 
it'll blow your mind. When I mention things like that, it takes me back to my relationship with my husband. I, I absolutely adore my husband. I love him. If I, though, had been left up to picking someone for myself, I, I well, let's just back up. I did that. It went amok. <laughs> I, I'm not even go down that path. And it was not on the person. I can't put the blame. For years, I blamed other people. But, you know, time can be a friend, too. Time can bring about clarity. And time will release you to be honest. And honestly, in my life, I jumped up and did something that God was not in and almost destroyed myself. I almost missed out on what God had for me. And it's so amazing because God wasn't trying like one time. I mean, I wasn't married multiple times. I mean, I was when I was younger, really young, and then my husband came into my life. But even before then, God was working out a God plan in my life. Well, I tell, I tell everyone, like, especially when I'm out speaking and we're talking about love and relationships and connecting with your mate, that it's not really what you're looking for a lot of times. And I don't mean like in a bad way. Like, I mean, I am like a brown piece of sugar. <laughs> I'm beyond mocha. <laughs> and so, and my husband is like glow in the dark white. And not that I have any problems with dating outside of my race, because trust me, I gave it a good college try. I, I have dated. I have dated other people outside of, 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 of my race. But we were just so different in my eyes that if he were in a room that was crowded and the Lord set me in there and said, go pick your husband, I'd have been looking for something that I was familiar with, you know, that guy, you know, probably that, that, I don't know, light-skinned brother, you know, with the curly hair like my dad, because that's what my father looked like, and so I always wanted that man that would kind of pattern after my, my dad, you know, even my boys, you know, they remind me of my father, but you know what, I would have missed it, I would have missed that brother over in the corners, every bit of six foot two, you know, and 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 blue eyes and 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 pale skin and and I mean in that timbre that sounds like truly truly he is from Texas. I would have taken one look and said, you know what, uh, uh-uh, that that one's not for me. Let's over here. But I thank God that when He came to trouble the waters to bring my blessing, that I had given Him just a yes. I had submitted to the will of God in my life. And I tell you what, time was my friend. And so I trusted God and God blessed my life. If you are not careful, time will become your enemy and you will become comfortable. And you don't want to do that because in that moment, you are in a place where you have honestly given up on dreams. You're doing more talking about it than you are going after it. You're comfortable. I, I have this saying where it's called really or, or, or a, uh, well, yeah a saying that it's called the happy seed syndrome. All this potential built up, you know, bound up in this seed, but it never goes into the ground and it never becomes anything. You're just excited at the fact that, you know, you're you're an apple seed and you put me in the ground and I promise you I will burst out and become a tree and, and I'll be loaded down with tons and tons of apples with the potential for, you know, just orchards being birthed out of me and I'm happy telling that story about it but you never do anything with it that's a person that really has given up on themselves 
not giving up like they won't say it. They, they will never admit that I have, but, but it, you can see it in the actions. The actions where it's safe over here on the sidelines telling you what kind of seed I am and telling you what would happen if I'm planted in the right seed and, and dreaming about all of the, the apples that can hang from my, my branches and all of the other trees that can come up from the seeds that are within that apple. I love telling that story, but I won't run the risk of actually be planted in the seed just in case I die in the soil. Just in case I die in the soil. Let me tell you, some seeds are resilient. That you can throw them, just throw them out. <laughs> if it's the right kind of seed and a bird doesn't eat it up, I promise you something will start coming up. But we, when we give up on ourselves, it's just easy telling a story about it. And so then we find ourselves stuck in time. The next place that I really want to, and I really don't have um, have time in this segment of the show. I'm going to have to take a break here in just a second. But uh, I want you to come back with me because I'm going to talk about when you're stuck in your perspective, stuck in your perspective. Hey, look, I think I'm just going to go ahead and just jump so that we can run that on through and uh, and kind of just pick it up from there. Is that all right? Okay, guys, so this is Regina, and you are listening to Refresh. If you know somebody that's stuck, they can't see beyond where they are, um, I want you to have them plug into the show. I'll be right back in just a moment. You're listening to Refresh. I'm Regina Johnson, your host. Back in a moment. Battle. 
turned out to be the greatest victory of my life. Cause when it comes at your fast and hard, there's only one that can come and make it right. So ain't no need for stressing and crying. Cause he gon' show up just like he did the last time. And the last time, and the last time. Some days and sermons and words. 
If it doesn't come about, you're still right in there with it. Year two, you're still there. Year three, you know, you 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 you're still very hopeful. You know, you feel in some kind of way, but 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 you're there. Five, uh, you know, it's 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 a little different, but. Uh, but yet and still, you still have hope. But when time kicks in and you're looking at 15, 20, 30 years and you still haven't seen what you're believing, your perspective of your situation changes. It's, it's like you go from uh, a place of hope to where you're coming into a place of contentment. That is one of the most dangerous places that you can be in when you have not obtained your goal. It's like I come up, I had a plan A, but now I'm going to shift to plan B because plan A just doesn't appear to be probable, possible. So what's happening is my perspective and my optimism about my situation, it's, it's shifting. It's shifting based on where I am at the time of uh, lack of productivity lack of seeing the prevailing moment in which I have been holding out for, believing for to come to pass. It's like um, I've heard it many times, like women who are single, by the time they reach a certain age, they basically, and you can tell that their perspective of marriage, it shifts, it changes. They start making preparation instead of believing that God could possibly have someone for them later on, you know, and really, can I just sidebar right here? If I knew what I know now, I would have married later. Most times, you know, we press to hurry and get married, but it's something about maturing and being ripe for the relationship. It takes guys, you know, and no, I don't mean anything, brothers. I want you to keep listening to me. Um, it's, uh, you know, sometimes it takes you guys a little bit longer than it does for us to mature, to kind of get past them, some things, go, go past some things. You know, we come out and we're already running two years ahead of you. A two-year-old girl is like equal to a four-year-old girl and a two-year-old boy is just a two-year-old boy. An 18-year-old girl is like a 21-year-old woman where an 18-year-old boy is an 18-year-old boy. And so, you know, by the time... Guys, really, they don't come into their stride until they're about 35. Now, you have some, and they do a great job, but it's something about they have to ripen a little bit on the vine. And we as women, we have to learn how to operate where it's not just about me. Because, you know, we go through those processes of where we're so excited about being with a mate that you can't wait to have a boyfriend. And then when you have a boyfriend, and even from kindergarten, you know, you're writing like, his name with your your name with his last name. So, you know, it's like we come out of the womb looking for a husband. And so, you know, but there are women who have not obtained that. And so if you don't, you know, their perspective of life, it changes. And so what they do is they start working really hard to build their career. And then they start making statements like, you know, I never really, I really, I've never really wanted a husband or a husband and a family just does not fit into my lifestyle. When in actuality, they just haven't found that love. And so their perspective begins to change. 
They began to allow themselves to be shaped based on what they are experienced or where they are. Now, I'm not saying that all women are there because there are those. And I was one of those who never saw myself married with children. And it's so funny because um, I have a, a Bible study teacher that I love. Quick shout out to my Bible study class that I attend at West Conroe Baptist on Friday mornings where an incredible teacher, Christina Sata. Sato, right? Am I saying it right? Correct me later, Christina. Uh, she, she teaches. And I heard her saying the same thing. Her goal was not to get married. And so there are a few who like, we're, you know, we're out there kind of just doing our thing and I'm traveling. And so I thought I'd be living in New York or in LA and I would be doing choreography as a profession uh, for the rest of my life and have my own studio and, and date guys, honestly. I mean, really, like I could see it. Like I had this great you know, handsome guy, you know, like in New York that would wait on me when I come back to my loft or to my great, you know, apartment uh, overlooking Manhattan. I had it all figured out, I promise you. And that wasn't the plan at all. But I wasn't trying to come up with a B plan. It was like the plan of life just swept in and, and carried me away. And God had another plan for my life. But our perspective changed. I'll get back to the point. When your perspective change, it's almost like you're allowing a part of your dream based on your circumstances to die to make yourself content. Let me tell you something. It's all right when your perspective changes to the point to where it helps you to look beyond the place where you're stuck, beyond the place of where you have not yet obtained the dream or seen the vision come to pass. When we talk about the man that was at the pool of Bethesda, his his perspective definitely was changing. He went there believing that he was going to be, you know, hey, I'm sure when he show up, you know, the angel trouble in the water. Oh, yeah. I might not get in like the first time, but surely, you know, the first couple of one or two times, you know, especially after the person that's sitting next to you crawls past you, leaps in and is made whole. You are coming up with a strategy. You got a plan on how it works. But when it keeps happening over and over again, your perspective begins to change. That's when you need to have another shift in your perspective to where you can see, even though I've not landed. There yet, even though it has not come about, I need to learn how to look beyond where I am and see where I am going. When you cannot, uh, when that does not happen, we begin to enter into this place of where we are giving up on us. In the first segment of the show, I was saying, you know, when you come to a place to where it's one thing when people give up on you, but when you give up on you, that's a hard, hard journey, a hard place. To beat when you can't see the possibility uh, possibilities of you obtaining your goal as endless when that begins to shift and you begin to come up with your a b no your b c d e f and g plan because you have given up on what you initially saw for yourself you have just started down a path to give up on you this man, I'm telling you, if you read the passage in John in the fifth chapter and it's discussing how he is there and then when Jesus shows up and I'm telling you, his answer is coming right to him. I mean, it walks right up to him. 
They're saying, you know, what's, what's the deal, basically? It's like, you know, I'm crippled. You know, we start giving the details of why I'm not there. Oh, I, I you know, I had to quit school because I had kids. Or I had to give up on my dream because, you know, I got married. Or, you know, and, and those things, though they may be true, in many of us, they are excuses. They just become excuses. I, you know, I know, I hope I don't get any like hate mail or anything, <laughs> but I know that that has been me in numerous places where I'd have to kick myself in my own pants and say, look, girl, it's time to get going. It's like uh, when you've been there, you have these moments where you need a fix of being there. It's like you're sitting in a place and life is dull and you're wondering why my life just so dull. It's because you're, it's not that you don't appreciate what God has given and what he has done because we do. But when you have tasted the excitement of what God can really make your life become, you crave for it like, you know, craving for chocolate ice cream, Rocky Road. It's like, uh, you, you just, you got to go and get a fix. And I love that because God is so gracious that he gives me those. I have not given up on the big picture. Now, my big goal is that I desire to be on television one day. And so this is the pathway. And I love hanging out with you guys. But I'm hanging out with you guys because I've not given up on the big picture. Now, I believe that I'll still do radio because I believe that my ministry is really tied to it. And we reach hundreds of thousands of people. But I, I, the big goal is to, is, to, is to be on television and to talk about real issues and how people got past certain things. An encouraging show. But I won't make any excuses in the seasons when I'm not there. As a matter of fact, my husband was just telling me, uh, one of my children just moved out of the house. And, and we were having a discussion on yesterday. My husband was like, we're not going to play with this thing. We're going to create a studio, and I need for you to go up there, stand in that room, and catch a vision of what it's going to look like. And then what we're going to do is we're going to make it happen. Well, he didn't have to tell me that. I already have been dreaming. I know what I want it to look like, even from the beginning stages of it. Why? Because I refuse to give up until I'm sitting in it. And I believe that when I'm in it, that it will be impactful. You can't afford to give up on you. When your perspective begins to shift, there's, there's a good shift in perspective and then there's a bad one. The one that causes you to settle and say, you know what, hey, it's all right right here. It's like um, when we start to gain weight, we get comfortable. And so what we say is, I enjoyed all of that cake and I enjoyed all those cookies and I enjoyed eating all those things. Excuses because I don't have to drive anymore to get up at five o'clock and go to the gym. Forget that. But then one day you look at yourself and you say, you know what? I'm better than this. And then you start looking at how it is important to be strong and it becomes your mission to remain healthy. And then you're praying prayers and you're asking God for long life and then you're sabotaging it. By running your insulin levels high and, 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 and not exercising, you breathing all hard and making your heart work hard and, you know, high blood pressure, just a bunch of foolishness that we could avoid if we just kind of lock in and say, you know what, enough is enough. And, uh, and then just being consistent, like, you know, persistent. You know, beyond uh, now, it's like in the morning times, they have like donuts for church. Yeah, uh-uh. I can't afford to open that box. 
Donuts are like Lay's potato chips to me. I cannot eat just one. So what does that say? Don't touch the box of Shipley donuts. Because what will happen is I'll begin to create an image of myself that I'm dissatisfied with. The next thing happens, I don't want to go out. The next thing happens, I'm, I'm in some clothes that look like they're made for my grandma. And then I'm frustrated and I can't dream. Huh. It's time for you to change perspective or not change perspective if you're in a good place and begin to see yourself uh, uh, on the other side of the oppositions that have held you. It might not have even been things that you've done. It might be just conversation that people had. I had this battle in my, in my home uh, that I really had to get on my kids about. I had to kind of just stop them. Um, they would crack jokes about because um, I've done a lot of things. And it's so funny because even in Bible study on last Friday, we were like supposed to share about interesting things that happened in our life. And, and God has truly blessed me to be able to do a lot of just incredible things. But they would always say, oh, my goodness, here we go. Mom has done. What, what all have you not done? What, you know, and so I say, oh, and I'm all excited. And they're like cracking jokes. Well, what started to happen was when they were cracking jokes, it, be, it began to make me feel like that it was foolish of me to tell these things or or that everyone was thinking oh my god here we go Regina with another story about what she did and then one day it clicked and I said you know what the same way I pressed to experience those things you guys could do it too so don't make me feel bad about the things that I have done nor the things that I'm going to do it might come from your friends your family your co-workers that every time you mention dreams, your vision, they began to downplay it. And when they downplay it, something happens within you. There is this diminishing of you that begins to happen. Bits and pieces of you with every story and every joke that's told, a little bit of you die. And when that dies, dreams die, visions die, perspectives change. I wish I had like a lot of time because there's more that I want to talk to you guys about it. You know what? I might pick it up, not next week, but the week afterwards. Next week will be Easter Resurrection Sunday. And I, I just want to tell you guys, you know, if you don't know him, get to know him. Get to know him. We're talking about one who died and rose. It's not a fairy tale. It's not just some story somebody made up. It's real life. And he died for you. And um, let me tell you something. You want to serve a God like this. One who doesn't hold anything that you've done before against you. Easily wipes your slate clean. Moment after moment. Allows you to repent. Which means to turn. And get on with life. Hey guys. I want to encourage you today. God has not given up on you. So you don't give up on you. Because I am not going to give up on me. This is Regina Johnson, and you are listening to Refresh. I want to wish each and every one of you a incredible, incredible Palm Sunday today and an incredible Resurrection Sunday to come. Take advantage of it. Give your life away to Christ. Love you. See you next week or week after next. You're listening to Refresh.